Welcome to TMZ Live, Charles here. Jacob here. So uh, Vin Diesel is now the subject of uh, a defendant in a, uh, a very graphic lawsuit that has been filed by an ex-assistant. Uh, an assistant who is claiming that uh, the star of the Fast and Furious movies uh, sexually battered her uh, back in 2010. And a lot of the details of this, the way she lays out what happened on this evening uh, in his hotel suite, it really rings, uh, it, there are echoes of Harvey Weinstein here, the allegations that she is making. Yeah, yeah, Charles, the woman's name is Asta Jonas, and she's filed this lawsuit. She says she was hired as a personal assistant during the filming of Fast Five back in 2010. She said that Vin had these uh, hotels at the St. Regis, this hotel suite where he would entertain various people, and she says one evening as the women left the room, uh, she was alone in the room with him, was supposed to usher him outside, and said at that point, she was sexually assaulted by him, said, she, said that he pinned her against a wall at one point while still in the hotel suite so she was said that her the reason she was there was to get him out of the hotel without photographers being uh following him but they never even got to that point, right? They stay in the hotel room. Yeah, that's exactly right. And she says that, you know, Vin is a much larger man than her. He pinned her against a wall. He, you know, put her hand on his penis and sort of describes this in graphic detail and says, you know, when it was, when it was over, uh, you know, he left the room and she said just mere hours later, she gets a call from his sister, who's the president of the production company, who then fired her. And she thinks it was retaliation for rebuffing his advances. So yeah. this is, uh, again, we say this, she is alleging this happened in 2010. She has filed the lawsuit here in California, even though the allegation she's making happened in Georgia, right? Yeah, yeah. She's saying the allegations do take place in Georgia, but there's a law in California where it's revived certain old sexual assault claims that date back to as early as 2009. As I said, she alleged this took place in 2010. So she's trying to use that law to say, I was empowered by the Me Too movement. I used to be nervous about what Vin could do to me in Hollywood. He's very powerful. And I have a green card that I was nervous about. But now I feel like I need to speak up. Yeah. And, and just going off that point, she mentioned in the lawsuit that part of the reason why she was waiting the speak so long was because of her immigration status. She said that she had a green card like Derek mentioned. And it's interesting just to see, we've seen the past couple weeks, these people who had alleged assaults years ago who are now deciding to file lawsuits now. So the act here in California is similar to what you've probably heard a lot of stories about recently in New York. They had uh, a survivor's act that allowed uh, for uh, you know people to file claims uh, for incidents that have happened in the past that normally would have, the, as the statute of limitations would have expired. Mm -hmm. uh, we have reached out to Vin Diesel's camp. We have not heard uh, back from them as far as his side of the story, but I imagine this is something they're gonna have to deal with and perhaps we'll only see them respond in legal documents yeah. uh, as this case moves forward. Hi, I am Dr. Rose Schmidt and I'm joining you from Austin, Texas. This story is unfortunate and I feel bad for the victim, but I also know there's two sides. The Me Too movement is very powerful. Nonetheless, there's also false accusations that sometimes happen and people face repercussions for the rest of their life for things that aren't true. So my hope would be that we listen to Mark Twain's quote, a lie travels halfway around the world while truth puts on its shoes. And let's pray that the truth comes out and that everyone is compensated mentally, emotionally, and financially. Very well, well said. <laughs> Very well said. Um, and that is so true. Um, we have not heard both sides of this and mm -hmm. we'll have to wait and see what happens in the case. Uh, all right, moving on now to Jennifer Lopez and Ben Affleck and something she says that they are dealing with 
something from their past that still affects them today. And she describes it as PTSD. And she was talking to Variety about her new album and film. And she said, we both have PTSD, but we're older now, we're wiser. We also know what's important, what's really important in life, and it's not so much what other people think. It's about being true to who you are. So we should describe a little yeah. bit more about the PTSD she's referring to. Uh, obviously, when they got back together, everyone celebrated the fact that this was a 20-year reunion in the making. They finally did get married when they were dating in the early 2000s. She says that they uh, suffered PTSD. In fact, she says the attention from the media, photographers constantly following them everywhere they went, uh, actually led to their breakup. I think yeah. there were other issues that were discussed <laughs> yeah. at the time, but she says that it's still, um, when they think about that, is she described it as PTSD. When you have a relationship and you date for a long time and then you guys go your separate ways and there's, you know, you both have different relationships in between and then you get back together, you're always going to remember why you guys broke up. And kind of like you said, Charles, she blames the media scrutiny and the photographers for what led to them, uh, you know, not going forward with their wedding. Because at the time, back in, two, in 2003, they were engaged. They seemed uh, very much in love. But if you guys remember during this time, I know now uh, J-Lo and Ben together to makes total sense for us. But back then, there was a lot of scrutiny. A lot of people um, in the media didn't believe that they should be together because he, at the time, was this young, uh, hot actor yeah. and she was Latina and, you know, she was dating P. Diddy before him and then she goes to Ben Affleck, was kind of a switch. People did criticize them at the time and so she yeah, felt that that was, is what tore them apart. I, and I know what you're saying, Charlie, it's unclear if she's saying that that's what it was, that people were critis critical of their relationship or it was just that they were so into it. I mean, I, I distinctly remember... Uh, that time, that period, and it was everything that we say, like how we cover Taylor Swift this year, how people have covered Taylor Swift, it was that and probably times five, well, yeah. how much attention they got. In fact, that's the whole subject of the Jenny from the Block music video. They're mocking the fact, the video's mocking how much attention they got. And what's interesting too is it sounds like people on her team were even saying, hey, I don't know if you really want to bring this back into the limelight just given what happened last time, but she feels compelled to do so. It is a little odd that she's saying we were so concerned 20 years ago about how much people were you know, watching us, following everything we did, but now she's making a project that is all about their relationship yeah. now, which obviously is going to bring more attention to, the, to their relationship. I guess she's, her rationalization of that is we're older now, we can deal with it. Yeah. But the fact that saying PTSD sense. is a pretty strong statement to say. I, I feel like it's more of a figure of speech. Artist Dickie I'm from Asbury Park, New Jersey. Now see, my opinion on this is the media can make you confused about your relationship because whatever you have to deal with alone, you don't get to deal with it in, in growth and in, in heal over time because you have different opinions on how they feel and what they look at it as and it, and it steers your mind away from what's really going on and in, in growing between yourself. That's why it's, it's like yeah. the media. I, I think there's something to the maturity that, yeah, they still get a lot of media attention, especially last year when they got back together, um, but they're more well-equipped yeah. for it now. Um, speaking of, well, the opposite of getting back together, uh, Mariah Carey, uh, some news. We told you yesterday that she was in Aspen. She was by herself. There had been a lot of talk that she and Brian Tanaka had broken up after seven years. 
uh, that is the case. They are no longer together. And the report in uh, New York Post said that Brian basically um, wanted something different. He wanted yeah. to start his own family. He's significantly younger, too, and maybe right. wants someone more his age. Mariah, Mariah Carey is 55 years old. I don't know if she's looking to have more kids right now. Yeah. Well, And, yeah, like you said, Charles, there's been a lot of speculation for some time. It wasn't only the Aspen trip, but he's also always on tour with her, and he, has, he hasn't been on the tour. Finally, they both publicly haven't said anything, but um, it is just kind of interesting because I know they've been dating for seven years, which is a long time. And when they, he first came on the scene, you know, he was her backup dancer. We all thought, oh, this is just going to be kind of like a little fling. You know, he's like the hot young guy on her arm and lasted seven years. So it ran yeah. its course. By the way, um, I don't know if, if Brian is into, uh, you know, <laughs> making high profile visits. He got out at the wrong time because she went to the White House uh, yesterday, Mariah had a visit with uh, President Biden and with Vice President Kamala Harris. Uh, seems like, you know, this was obviously for Biden is a good thing. You want the Queen of Christmas stopping by the Oval Office <laughs> yeah. in December. Yeah, but I guess maybe now she's looking for an older man. She's got the younger man out of her life. She's deciding to go for Joel Joe like he, He's not, married. Yeah, he's married. <laughs> what are you insinuating? All right, I'm just making a joke. It's just a PR visit. <laughs> Kanye West stirring big controversy in Hollywood, and it's not about anything he said at this point. Well, not anything he said recently. Uh, it's about the fact that he's selling his uh, mansion in his undeveloped mansion in Malibu that sits right on the water. Um, he has gutted this place. We told you he's selling it now for $53 million. It's basically the foundation and, and the walls. That's all you're getting. Um, the controversy isn't really about the real estate itself. It's about who he hired to sell it for him, and that is Jason Oppenheim. Jason Oppenheim, of course, from Selling Sunset, who is Jewish. And there is a big debate in town amongst realtors as to whether or not you work with someone like Kanye West, yeah. who has been very public about his anti-Semitism. Yeah, and I mean, just recently talking about in his new song how he would uh, only have set or only hired, hired Jewish, people. Jewish people to do his jewelry. So a lot of people are thinking, huh, why would you hear that and then partner with a guy who's so openly anti-Semitic? And it's interesting because we've gotten a good amount of responses from different realtors. Some of them are saying, listen, this country is so divided right now. The political climate is the worst it's ever been. How are you going to look at each and every potential client and say, oh, this is what your views are, and then determine if you're going to bring them on, especially when you're looking at a property that's going to sell for $53 million. Yeah, and I, and I, I know a lot of the people we talked to, the, uh, the realtors, made that argument. I think that's a bit of a straw man argument here. Asking somebody, hey, are, you, are you a Democrat or are you a Republican? I think that's, and then taking a stand and not working with someone because of a political affiliation. That's very different than what Kanye right. West has said. I mean, it, it is blatantly anti-Semitic, the things that Kanye West have said. And I think it, it's, look, Jason obviously can take him on as a client and nobody's saying he shouldn't be able to legally. I think at some point though, you've, you've got to take a stand and you've got to say, hey, if you're going to say something like that, Kanye, I, I am not going to work with you. I'm, I'm not just going to do it because I don't believe what you say. What's, what's also yeah. interesting is, and I get the point of, you can't, like, research everything this person has ever said, everything they've ever posted. Yeah. I mean, you could, but to do that for every single client becomes cumbersome. You but on the other hand, you. you don't have to research yeah. for Kanye West. It is all out there um, and has made headlines every time he has said he loves Hitler, every time mm -hmm. 
he has, you know, like you said, blamed the Jews for this, that, and the other thing, pretty much everything under the sun. The other day he said, Hitler, Jesus, yay. Uh, I right. mean, so he's doubling down. We thought maybe, okay, I think some people thought, listen, when he comes back into America, there's been enough time that's passed since he went on the Alex Jones show about a year ago and was praising his love for Hitler. Maybe he would cool it back, but he's not at all. He seems to be doubling down. And in terms of Jason Oppenheim, I think some people will say, well, it's particularly bad because he is Jewish and I get that. But I think it's just across the board, anyone who's doing business with Kanye West is complicit with his anti-Semitic remarks. You think they're complicit with his anti-Semitic remarks? Or I mean, listen, if, if you're doing business with a right, guy who's talking is... about his love for Hitler and you're standing next to him, you're willing to work hand in hand with him, then you're basically, uh, you're, you're saying you're allowing yeah, it. You're I, saying I, it's okay. I, I, get the, I get that sentiment. Uh, obviously, the opinion that matters most is Jason Oppenheim. Uh, we did try to get a comment from him. We were not able to. Um, so, look, obviously he feels um, this is, for business and important, it's a $53 million sale. Yeah. Um, and I can't speak for him, I don't know Jason Oppenheim, but if you're running a business and you can sell a property for that kind of money, I get why you would at least even consider it mm -hmm. as opposed to people who say, I would never ever work with him. But long term, it's it hard might to put make, yourself yeah. in his shoes when you're running a business and that happens. But I also completely get the idea that you don't want to touch Kanye West with a 10-foot pole. Yolanda, Los Angeles, California. I agree that it is difficult to keep up with the cancel culture, but Kanye is a repeated offender, and some of the things he has said have been very recent. So it is surprising, but then it's money and real estate, so it also doesn't surprise me. Yeah. I I mean, it might be a nice sale for Jason Oppenheim now, but long term, it might make people look at his business mm. a little bit differently. Well, um, all right. We're going to move on now to a really odd sight. Jay-Z and Beyonce um, playing tourists in New York City. Jay-Z, who we all know the song, Empire State, is like, you know, one of the king of New York. King of New York, and yet going around town on a tourist. But now they weren't riding with everyone else. They rented out the entire bus um, and they have clearly have a lot of family in town for the holidays and looks like they're spending it uh, in New York. <laughs> There's Jay-Z and Beyonce. And they're, they're on this bus that took the entire family around all over New York City. Yeah. They made several stops. They got to see like Saks Fifth Avenue, Rockefeller Center, Bryant Park. They got to see the Christmas tree. Like honestly, this was probably more for the kids. And if you think about it, Jay-Z is the king of New York, right? Just like you said, but he can't go out walking around amongst everyone else with Beyonce, with their kids. It would be more chaos than it would be enjoyment. And then, like you said, they have extended family. There was a lot of kids on this bus. This bus looks really fun. They have like tea, they get scones, they get desserts. So honestly, I, I think this is a really cool thing for them to do for the kids during the holidays. I yeah. like the fact no, that the Jay-Z's up front. It almost looks like he's the tour guide. Like, he, was he like telling everyone, all right, now coming up on the left. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure he St. was. Patrick's Cathedral. Yeah, no, and, and, and like Nikki said, I mean, this is a pretty nice tour bus. It has like treats. I think if we're putting like the TMZ tour up here, maybe this tour bus is kind of like, you know, 
upper upper middle. Uh, and, and also to Nikki's point too, it, it is, when I looked at this, I was shocked just like you. I was thinking, why would they go around in a tour bus? But it kind of is a convenient way to travel, especially when it's Christmas just around the corner. You're bringing in a lot of people from out of town and you want them to see the sites. I actually think it's a good move. They are bi-coastal. I'm just saying for the next holiday, if they have the family out here in LA, like you said, <laughs> yeah, hey. TMZ selfie tour, <laughs> TMZ Celebrity Tour. I was going to say, I hope you weren't just going to let Jacob get off the hook on that. Our tour buses are absolutely oh, awesome. Oh, no, no, no. Uh, he didn't order You saw the hand tour. movement. Have you ever been on that? It I is was, so fun. Nikki, you did not see the rankings in my hands. I was putting the TMZ Tour far higher. And, and in fact, I think of the families thinking, you know, how are we going to raise the bar are, for these bus you, tours? You the TMZ Tour, I mean, I think they're, they're going to be blown away. You realize you sound like you're trying to dig yourself out of a hole. No, no, I, I, I'm, I'm capitalizing right. on a moment. We won't, wasn't we won't let, Har we won't let Harvey see this. You'll be fine. from Las Vegas. I can hear the rap lyrics now, the high tea for Her Highness while we were riding on the treat bus or whatever that was. And they probably went past the 90-minute tour limit. Of course, uh, I want to see reactions of all of the tourists as they got off of the buses and uh, off of the bus, I should say. And no stop at Jay's 4040 Club. That shut down back in August. Oh, that's a shame. Wow. I knew they were reopening it. I had some good times back at the old 4040 <laughs> back, back in the heyday. Well, the Maury Povich show was revived just for a day at the Denver Zoo, of all places, uh, because, well, they called in the expert. When you got a paternity question, <laughs> Maury's the guy you turn to, right? So the Denver Zoo hired Maury to help them make the announcement about an orangutan who um, was born a few months ago. They didn't know the paternity. Apparently the mother, Siska, uh, had relations with uh, two different orangutans, uh, Barani and Jaya. So they did a DNA test, and I think this is so awesome that they got Maury to, uh, to, to make the announcement, check this out, and then he's going to be here to talk about how this all came together. Now, we want to thank the Denver Zoo for everything they do, but this is really important. When it comes to the orangutan, four-month-old Siska, Barani, you are the father. <laughs> <laughs> and Barani, Barani seems pretty fired yeah. up about it. Or, or maybe he's angry. I can't really tell. Love I don't know. Too. I don't know enough about orangutans. Uh, I got it wrong. I said Cisco is the mother. Cisco is the baby. Got it. Got it. The got mother it. is Irana. Um, a lot of different names yeah. uh, there at the zoo. But I, I, this is so much fun. Got a lot of attention online. So. Uh, without further ado, joining us right now is the man who made it happen, Maury Povich. Welcome back to TMZ Live, hey, Maury. Maury. How you doing? Well, always good to talk to you all. I'm sorry Harvey's not there. Jake, Charles, good to be with you. Uh, I just want you to know that I have always been an all-species service. <laughs> <laughs> now, you, we're going to talk about that because obviously you do have a company that does DNA testing. Um, I'm guessing your company didn't actually do the orangutan testing. No, no, they did it. I'm not too sure they would. I don't. I don't know if they would trust my company when it comes to orangutans. Uh, but I'm, I'm happy to have read the result. Uh, they asked me to, and uh, I just happened to be in a tuxedo because it was uh, the the big Emmy Award night. So um, there you go. Not only did you get me, you got me in uh, in full dress. Perfect so, timing. No, actually, I, you were at the at the Emmys. I want to talk to you about that also. Did you really record that the night yeah. that you were dressed up for the Emmys? You figured I would, yeah. you already got the tux on? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I did that, my selfie. 
It was good. That is, <laughs> I like the multitasking. That's excellent. Um, when they called you, uh, did you at a moment go like, are you serious, guys? Did you, do you really want me to do this? Or did it immediately make sense and you wanted to do it? Um, as you said, the Denver Zoo does a lot of great things. But I can't imagine you've, is this the most bizarre request that you've had? It's up there. <laughs> I, have, I still have a lot of requests out there that can bring me back uh, from retirement for primetime specials. I've always wanted to, uh, I've always wanted to get Nicki Minaj and, uh, and Cardi B on the show because uh, they've had a, a well-storied uh, relationship or non-relationship. I wanted to give them lie detector tests. And of course, uh, recently I got all caught up in the uh, Matthew McConaughey, Woody Harrelson Situation. Right. Right. Whether or not they're related. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And I think Woody is more positive about this than than Matthew is. But I offered my services. I told them I would come out of retirement for primetime special and I would even color my hair to look like. a <laughs> uh, Well, uh, hopefully that one still comes yeah. together. That would be awesome. So, uh, Maury, tell us about this uh, at your weekend at the Emmys. Uh, they had the well, yeah. Daytime I'm so used to that. I mean, uh, you know, I'm not, I've been around a long time and uh, I, I just assume that was the end of it. And then the Emmy people, uh, you know, they, they decided to give me a lifetime achievement award and uh, I was introduced by my wife and that's, uh, wow, that's, uh, that's always bizarre because you never know what she's going to say, but, <laughs> but it was very nice. Uh, and then, uh, but I, I really believe uh, the, the late Gregory Peck, the actor, had a great uh, comment when he was given a Lifetime Achievement Award. He said, uh, it has an ominous ring to it. So uh, I don't know if it's bittersweet or not, but I'll take it. Well, it, it was an amazing moment. I mean, the whole crowd was chanting, Maury, like you said, your wife was up there. I mean, you've had an incredible career. Where would you say this moment ranks among your achievements? Well, it, it, when it comes to achievements, I guess it's up there, um, you know, I've always said, you know, I, I've been hung around this business for 67 years. So I always, you know, I, 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 I was kind of short-sighted about my life. I always thought that if I could make $50,000 a year and work until I was 50, that would be a, considered <laughs> a successful career. So I was kind of short-sighted on that issue. But, uh, you know, it, it, I mean, yeah, it was really good. Yeah, just, it's all right. Hey, Maury, you can say it, man. You, you, you've earned the right to say it. it was nice. It's, it's got to be nice to be celebrated that way. Uh, before we let you go, you, you know, people, we just want to remind it, you actually do have a company that does, uh, you know, paternity testing. Uh, the right. results are in. We talked to you about that when you launched it. How's that, right. how's that going? I think it's going well. I mean, I, believe it or not, I've kind of uh, let, let that go. It, it has its own life. Uh, I'm doing some other things. I'm, I'm working on some documentaries. Uh, there are a lot of people who want me to do a podcast, but, uh, <laughs> you know, the, the thing is, most people don't know that, you know, and Harvey knows this. I had a full news reporting life before I ever started the talk show. So uh, I know a lot of people and uh, maybe I'll do it. Maybe I won't. We'll see what happens in the new year. Hey, Maury, we wish you the best, whatever you choose to decide or but. By the way, if you choose to decide, you choose to do nothing, it's okay to say you're enjoying retirement. 
hey guys, you, you brought me off the golf course. You know, that's look at the, all right, all right. Well, listen, we're gonna we're gonna let you get back out there, Maury. Thanks so much for being Thank with you. us. We appreciate, appreciate it. Appreciate it, guys. Thank you. Bye bye. <laughs> he is he's the legend. best. He's the best. And by the way, it is it's totally fine to just wake I, up in the morning and say you want to golf. Yeah, nothing wrong with that. I wish the man's I was, earned it. Yeah, you'll. You're well, not at that Well, point. I was saying I, one day, away. one day, hopefully. A long way off. Okay. All right, we are going to take a break. When we come back, John Schneider, the Dukes of Hazard star who just last night was the runner-up on the Masked Singer finale, but he's making headlines today for something else, a threat that he posted online about President Biden, a very graphic threat that may get him a visit from the Secret Service. Welcome back to TMZ Live. Uh, Jacob tapping out. I'm tapping in. Our, you're our welcome. Tapping in. <laughs> I feel like we should explain because you're wearing that it's, it was ugly sweater day. Yes. Um, here here in the at the office. office. You got to so, get in the holiday spirit. Yeah. Anyway. It's a good one. <laughs> uh, so that explains that. All right. We got to get to John Schneider. Uh, John Schneider, who, of course, uh, one of the stars of Dukes of Hazzard um, and had a big night last night. Um, not for the reason that you may have seen. He was on, turns out he was on one of the contestants on Mass Singer. Mm -hmm. He ended up being the runner-up. He was the donut. Which Great voice, by the way. He I does have shocked. an incredible yeah. singing voice. <laughs> but that's not what he ended up making headlines for today. It's because of something he tweeted right around the time that Mass Singer was airing in some parts of the country. Mm -hmm. um, he tweeted something about a response to President Biden. So uh, President Biden had, had tweeted something yesterday talking about Donald Trump and the decision to remove him from the Colorado ballot. He said, Trump poses many threats to our country, the right to choose, civil rights, voting rights, and America's standing in the world. But the greatest threat he poses is to our democracy. If we lose that, we lose everything. John Schneider saw that and decided he wanted to respond. He said, Mr. President, I believe you are guilty of treason and should be publicly hung. Your son, too. Your response is, sincerely, John Schneider. This is wild to me. I understand if you have your political views, but to call for that on Twitter or to anyone is just absurd to me. And I don't think I, it justifies it. Clearly, John found out that this wasn't okay to put up because he deleted it a little bit later. We're not sure exactly the time frame either, but either someone was in his ear or he saw kind of the replies and said, hey, look, if you threaten the president, you can be held responsible and criminally responsible as well. So... That probably uh, stuck in the back of his mind a little bit. We reached out to uh, to a spokesperson for John. We haven't heard anything back, but he's tweeted similar stuff in the past. He's attacked, obviously, President Biden. He's attacked Dr. Fauci. Same kind of rhetoric, but he's never really called for a public hanging or made a death threat. Right, which is, by the way, something we don't do anymore in this country. But no. it's one, yeah, and, and again, like you said, the country is extremely divided <laughs> and people express their political beliefs. The line here is, you could certainly say, I believe you're guilty of treason. Yes, that's, that's I mean, fine. That's when you say you should be publicly hung, that's when it, more than likely you get a phone call or a knock on your door from the Secret Service um, saying, yeah. what, what, are you, <laughs> what exactly are your intentions here? Yeah, and then he had to throw in his son too. And I, know other, I understand people hate Hunter Biden, but you can't do this. And I want to know who called him. Was it someone in his family? Was it his PR? Like, who did this? Like, someone had to talk well, out and, of it. And also the, the fact that someone might have said, you know that uh, The Masked Singer is airing <laughs> and, uh, you know, this yeah. is not the headline you want to be making. No. Hey, I'm straight from Atlanta, Georgia. 
John had to know this wasn't okay. He'd been in this business for over 20 years. There's no way he thought having a pre saying the threat to the president was going to fly. Did he not learn from Kathy Griffin and what she did and what she went through? I yeah. think he only did this because maybe his career, he hadn't been in nothing in a minute. Maybe he wanted traction. The Mad Singer was on. I don't know. I don't know. To actually I, I actually think what it words. is, I think what it is, it is more a sign of how passionate people are on both sides uh, about politics right now as we head into an election year. So. Yeah, but you it's like you, you write it down, yourself. you jot it down, you read it to like proofread to make sure you have no spelling errors, and then you don't end up posting it. This like, is really rich coming from you, that having restraint on social media. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, we are going to move on to a really, uh, you could say this is a heartwarming story, or you could it say is. it's a bizarre story. It could be both. Uh, and it has to do with one of the heirs of the Hermes fortune. A guy named, 80 years old, named Nicholas Puesh. And he is worth um, about $13 billion. Jeez. Um, and he has decided where he wants to leave his fortune. He wants to leave it to his gardener. Longtime um, And also servant, a handyman. Handyman, yeah. servant, gardener, um, who he's decided he wants to leave this money to, which would be fine except for <laughs> The fact that Nicholas had already promised his money uh, to a foundation that yeah. he founded, this and now this, and he has a contract to leave them that money. So now there is a battle over this uh, this fortune he wants to leave. It's about six billion dollars he'd be leaving. So it seems like he had something that would be akin to a irrevocable trust, right? He had he had uh, said that he was going to give this money upon his death to this foundation that does good and charitable work. And he decided, however, that he wanted to withhold half of that to give to his gardener slash servant. And he might have a, and the foundation says you can't do that, the contract says you can't, but he seems to have a bit of a workaround here, Charles. He <laughs> seems to say, well, if I have a kid, which I don't currently have, I could preserve half that money and give it to the kid. And hence, that's where he steps in and says, I'm gonna adopt the gardener. He's 51, the gardener is 51 years old. How do you adopt a 51 year old? You can be adopted as an adult. You right? wanna no, adopt no. me? Courtney's no. asking, how do you yeah, get adopted as a 51 year old? one of you please adopt me? I know, but you know what's also crazy? In the contract it said, if he has a male son, the male son gets more, but if it's a woman, the child gets a little bit less of it, which I find so offensive. Old, old world charm right there. It is. Um, so is the foundation going to fight it? Or yeah, can they the not like, really fight to, it? They're going to try to fight it. Um, they feel like they have a contract that is binding. We don't know how French law works at all, but clearly this is not in the spirit of the contract itself. They were talking about a, an heir, a male heir or a female heir, mm -hmm. uh, to, to, for, for him that so would carry on the Hermes name. This is not an heir in the classical sense, so they're going to fight it on those grounds, but who yeah. knows how it'll work out. And what, speak what for yourself about French law, Jason. I know it. Oh, my, my mistake, Court. Sorry. You're welcome. You don't know French law. You're from Canada. Wee oui, wee, oui, monsieur. That doesn't mean you know French law. <laughs> I Yes, I do. <laughs> For not to be alone, Brooklyn, New York. Look, I wouldn't be counting those billions just yet because in Switzerland, it's very rare the adoption of adults, especially when you're talking about a man in his 50s. There are requirements there. One of the main requirements is that they share the relationship for a portion of the childhood years, which I think is the second point here. But I will say this, if he is successful, definitely gives a new definition to having a green thumb. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, you, you go from having a green thumb to very green pockets, mm -hmm. man. Imagine if that guy, the gardener, ends up sort of running Hermes. 
That would be amazing. I wonder what all the handbags would look like. <laughs> it would be so good. And I also got distracted. There was Edward doing jumping jacks in the background. Did you see the sports desk? What is, is that going on? I have no ugly idea. Sweater. Well, if you were a uh, Real Housewives fan and you were hoping that the holidays would bring Kyle Richards and Maurizio Emansky back together. I was really hoping it would. I love them. It does not appear that is what's happening uh, because that we've seen them every year take a trip to Aspen. Mm -hmm. He did go to Aspen, she <laughs> is not there. And he is there um, playing on the slopes with a couple of young ladies, uh, singer, Brazilian singer Anita, and uh, YouTuber, social media influencer, Lele Pons. And this is what he's getting into on the slopes. Remember, Kyle is not uh, there, so. <laughs> So I've been officially asked to be the filmer, the videographer for these two girls' <laughs> shenanigans. <laughs> we uh, are the funniest girls <laughs> in the world. We know, how to, we know how to enjoy life. We know how to have fun. It's time. You're not going to see her their shenanigans on my yeah. Instagram. Do, You'll see it on theirs. Some I of understand those. one of them is married, but even if you're Kyle, you don't like this. I may be separated from you. They may be separated, well, but you don't want to see. When some of the see... shenanigans that they're yes. doing <laughs> includes them stripping down and then putting on towels mm -hmm. and skiing, and he's shooting and all this. And drinking and having the best time. And by the way, um, Kyle's kind of stripping down, too, because she's in Mexico, and she posted a very hot picture on her Instagram um, where you, you see the uh -huh. backside of yeah. her. Mm -hmm. um, very revealing. She looks amazing. It makes you wonder if they're going to meet up for the holiday because remember we had gotten her out and she told us on camera that they were spending they were going to spend Christmas together. Matt, the plans yeah. obviously could have changed, but well, but they should. Portia's still fifteen; like she wants, like right. you still like creating they those do memories. It with the whole yeah, family. but I just feel like it creates. And you're right; they probably will come together actually for <laughs> Christmas. I hope. But then you gotta have that conversation with everyone. Like, that family dinner has to be right. so awkward. Mom, how is Mexico? Dad, how is Aspen? Yeah. And uh, what's up with Lele Pons and Anita? Yeah, and Anita's and huge. Also, I wonder if some of like the girls are fans of Anita. She's a massive singer. It's so just, uncomfortable. It's just... Hi, it's Carrington from Houston, Texas. And really, I think Mauricio is playing a middle school love game. He took some young, hot girls to the place he normally goes with the love of his life. He's trying to make her jealous. I don't know if it's going to work, but you can go anywhere in the world and you choose to go back to the same place you go every year with your longtime love. Makes no sense. Middle school drama. She gets it. Yes, thank you. <laughs> I am not. I'm not. I'm not going to die on this hill defending Maurizio. Definitely not. Uh, all right, is your favorite time of the week? Yay! <laughs> Tim is here with his rejects. All right, Tim. What's going on? So, can you guys do pull-ups? Uh, yeah. Of yeah, course. Of course, right? <laughs> How about trying to do pull-ups on moving trucks? So this guy oh, here puts the bar across two moving semis. And as you can see here, he's uh, going up and down like normal push. Uh, the trucks aren't going super fast. I was going to say, how fast are the trucks It doesn't matter how fast they're going. It kind of uh, does. They are moving approximately five miles Oh my God, they're having wall walkers in front of them. They're not <laughs> moving fast at all. But, but if you fall and you roll under, I mean. Right. It's very dangerous, but it's very impressive deep. at the same time. So. Do we know how many pull-ups he did? He did 44. Okay, now that's impressive. That's the impressive yes. part. <laughs> so, all right, what's next? All right, so usually when you're flying around on a, uh, a parachute, you usually land in a field or somewhere pretty safe, right? You know. <laughs> Where's so, this going? Well, this guy. He's going he to decides, somebody get hurt. Uh, uh, there's his buddy. He's filming, and he lands right on the bench, right next to him. So oh, he has huh. complete control well of done. the parachute, 
That's pretty cool. I mean, yeah. he's, he's nice. that's so Wait, impressive. I'm waiting, I'm waiting for the other shoe to drop. Down. I know. No, no. Oh, that's just, it? That's it. It's pretty impressive. Oh, and I thought I mean, he was going to land on his head or something. No, I mean, I thought it was pretty cool. I mean, pinpoint precision. You've had better, Tim. Land. Sorry, Tim. We just, we're just used to people getting yes. hurt in yeah, the videos. Well. All right. All right. That was, yes. It's uh, the holidays, I guess. <laughs> Last one. All right. So um, it's really nice when people help out when you're struggling, of course, right? So these three guys are trying to carry a, a glass, and so it looks the like they're kind of uh, struggling. <laughs> yeah. And so uh, there's a woman here that oh you know tries to help them. She she sees that they're kind of struggling, so oh. she there's an empty corner. So as, as soon as she walks up, grabs the other corner, it breaks. What? <laughs> of course, it's got to be the woman that walks up to break. <laughs> so I, I think she what did she do? It. I think she put too much pressure and bent it up. And I think the, the glass was pressurized and it, it broke as soon as she went to help, so. What did you do? What did you do? Who has yeah. to pay for that? She yeah. does, yeah, obviously. Yeah, I guess she does. All right, Tim. Yeah. All right, not bad. See ya. <laughs> All right. Oh, that's obnoxious that's how much applause he gets. It is, yes, always. <laughs> All right, I'm about to learn something right along with you, although I don't know, maybe you already knew this. I did not realize that this was a thing, but uh -huh. Serena Williams has opened my eyes. She was in New York City, she was uh, had a trip there, but she's flying out of New York City and apparently had uh, a lot of extra, uh, extra breast milk that she had pumped while she was there. So she decided to do something uh, to make a donation. Here she is. I'm really excited to donate some breast milk that I have left over from my trip in New York. Um, to people who really need it. So, it'll be anonymous, but super excited to just help. Uh, this is awesome, but also, how long was she in New York for? That is a lot of breast milk. It did seem like a lot, but uh, yeah. you, well, you don't know if that's a lot. That I is a lot. I, I know, know I, have, lot. I have two sisters and I have friends and I they've all pumps milk and that's just a lot of milk. It's I didn't not like realize a that you weekend. could do that. That's actually Yeah, really... you can definitely do it and it's so helpful. Uh, formula is like super expensive now right. and like mothers who just can't produce milk. It, this is so nice of her to do it and not, a lot of people would just throw it away because it is like some effort to do it. But no, she went it, she found a cause and this is awesome that she did this. That's really cool. That is. Remember we started uh, last week, she was talking about using it to treat Sun, a burn, yeah. sunburn. It's a ma yeah, that's so nice of her though. And I like how she said that she's doing it anonymous and I understand that because there's probably like, you don't right. want people that would, all out uh, there. Well, people would be like, oh wait, that's Serena. That's Blitz. Serena, I want that. Right. Yeah, that's oh, so that's nice really of her. Cool. Hey, it's Langston from Washington DC and I guess we are in the season of giving. So why not give some breast milk, huh? Uh, I think this is a good idea. I think uh, a lot of people would definitely be in need of this. I think the people who are receiving it are definitely going to want to know that this is Serena Williams breast milk. Okay? I'm sure they'll Here's want the to know, yeah. Austin, but I guess this is breakfast for champions now. <laughs> yeah, the problem is they won't know that it's yeah. breakfast for champions, but uh, but that's really cool that she's making that donation. No, this is awesome of her. All right, what else do you guys want to talk about? Hi guys, it's Connie here in Thunder Bay. Uh, Vin Diesel, jeez. Another one I had to add to the list, oh my goodness. This is way too many. I know things used to be different, but with every story that's coming out after another, after another, another celebrity, after another celebrity, this is just getting a little crazy. Yeah, I agree. They, look, the allegations that were made in the lawsuit are definitely crazy um, and, and really bad. Mm -hmm. um, but that is one side of the story. We have yet to hear Vin's response to it, so we'll see. One more. Hey, how you doing? This is Ty from New Jersey. I just wanted to talk on the Ben Affleck J-Lo story. 
when you're in the media, people are going to constantly be judging your relationship. So there's going to be things that you may not agree with. There's going to be things that, you know, may come out that should be private. So you just have to suck it up. You can't just say, hey, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm a celebrity and nobody's going to talk about a relationship. So just it's a gift and a curse. That's just my two thoughts. I, I, that's I, very yes. well said. Gift and a curse. And um, she loves that people talk about her. She would be when it's helping, devastated. When it's helping to promote something that she's either, you know, an album or a movie. I think she's saying it's beyond that that she yeah. has an issue with. Kim Zolciak and Croy Bierman obviously have their issues in their marriage yeah. that continue. <laughs> They're in the process of divorcing. But the thing that they really need help with is their finances. Uh, and that's why they're trying to sell their home in, in Georgia. It is a massive mansion. And we got a look inside to see what they're trying to sell. They've listed it and they actually had to cut the price by 500,000. So it's now going for 5.5 million. Yeah. I mean, you get a, a lot of home in there. You got a lot of home. It's a gorgeous house. 14, like look at that kitchen. Feet. It's stunning. All like the peak ceilings. It's a gorgeous house. But this um, house is gonna be hard for them to like let go. Cause where do they move into next? They don't have any uh, potential buyers yeah. yet. They've cut the price. Maybe that'll help. Yeah. Uh, we'll see. I think there's a lot of bad juju in there also. Anyway. True. All right. Uh, that's going to do it for us. Uh, we will see you tomorrow.